I am rolling. Are you rolling? I'm rolling. Lovely stuff. Ready? Good evening, everybody. It's episode seven of your very favourite lockdown podcast. We're here to spank the bottom of the COVID malaise. It's me, Tommy Tompkin, and on the other end of the line, deep in the bowels of Hampshire, it's... Hello, it's Will, right down here in Southampton, once more ensconced in my office. It was curry night at home tonight, Tommy. Oh, delicious. And yeah, we had, a, we had a lamb curry and also an aubergine curry. Oh, um, nice. But there is a strong chance it's made me quite windy. So I was I'm just about gonna... to say aubergines give me terrible gas. Yeah, so over the next hour or so, I'm going to gently stew in my own juices down here. Uh, it's, there's a good job there's, there's a lockdown going on because I'm essentially fumigating this office for the next 48 hours. <laughs> There'll be no carpet moth left by the time you're finished. No, and the, and the computer will have melted. <laughs> like an episode of Chernobyl. What a lovely thought, listeners. Welcome back. Welcome back Hello. to our cosy little lockdown podcast. As per the government guidelines, I remain ensconced in my luxurious accommodations, being waited on hand and foot by my very well-trained and behaved children, whereas Will scuffles about in the deep, dark, dark, dark depths. (laughs) Deep, dark, dark depths, yeah. Yeah, like a beetle. Like a beetle in a larder. Near the ocean, though, aren't you, Will? That's one bonus. I am. I'm near near Mother Ocean, and I do swim in her. (laughs) I swim in her depths every single day to cleanse myself, and <laughs> both mentally and physically. And also, yeah, because uh, we've had our water turned off. So. <laughs> Tommy, you, um, you're going for an interesting look this evening. Tommy's got a uh, got a baseball cap on indoors, um, which is it's a strange look in your own house to be wearing a baseball cap while there's nobody else there. What are you hiding? Would you like to see what I'm hiding? Well, it's it's. Have you had some sort of disastrous haircut? Because the the combination of the hat. Plus the earphones does make you look like you're doing NASCAR or something like that. Yeah, I've kind of got one of those, what are they called, uh, lorry driver's hats on. Yeah. Trucker caps, are they called trucker caps? A, a trucker cap, they go on, yeah. For those more fashionable out there, I'm wearing sort of a high, high-fronted high cap with a mesh back on it uh, and obviously a slightly curved peak. And it makes me look a little bit like an American truck driver, I suppose. Um, but it is hiding something. So what I'm going to do, listeners, I'm so sorry, you won't be able to see this whilst I do it, but Will has got a camera on me directly, so he's going to have a look. I essentially, I'm going to talk you through this, listeners. I'm, I, I'm intrigued. Here we go. Oh, my God. Listeners, you can't see what's happened, but Tom is bald. <laughs> he's been completely shaved to a shiny paterna and my goodness me i can see myself reflected of it so uh, i sorry i i will cut talk now um as per the auto cue i decided that my hair was getting too long and i thought do you know what how hard can it be um i t- to be completely honest with you uh, listeners i can't see the difference at all I mean, he is only on the little Zoom screen here on my my laptop, but um, I mean, his hair looks more or less exactly the same as it did before. I was hoping for something much more dramatic than that. Yeah, no, but I did cut my own hair, and it went very badly. <laughs> Why? What went wrong with it? Was it was it the sort of the conception of the haircut that that went wrong? Was it the execution? Was it planning? What what was the? 
I think really <coughs> I think that's a great question, by the way. <laughs> well done. Um, I, I honestly think that um, it was all three of those things. I mm. didn't think it through. I yeah. used the wrong tools for the job. Right. And once I got into it, I thought, I'm going to have to stop. So I left it half finished. And that, in a way, is even worse than carrying on to the bitter, bitter end. So your, your fault at first was overconfidence. Yeah. And then your fault halfway through was underconfidence. Suddenly your confidence... Plummeted, and you gave up. <laughs> so in the first lockdown, I cut my own hair using scissors, okay? Right. Now, I can promise you that that is a very difficult thing to do. I, I challenge almost anyone to be able to cut their own hair well with scissors. It's almost impossible. Yeah. So I made a terrible mess of it, I, not only on myself, but I also messed up both of my kids' hair as well. It was a terrible, terrible effort. So this time round, I thought, don't use scissors. Just no. go straight to the clippers. Right. So I've got a professional uh, set of professional grade hair clippers. That's yeah. the only way I can describe them, listeners. And they've got the guards on them, you know, little snap-on plastic guards. And I thought, do you know what? Let's be sensible here. In case it goes wrong, let's put quite a high, quite a big guard on it. So yeah. I chose a four. Four's not high. It's not, is it? No, four's not I nearly had- as high as you might think it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was my problem. I had no concept of the scales. I'd oh, not okay. checked the scales before I started. Um, and I just went for it, Will. So I sort of made it very, very short around the sides and the back. Yeah. So I gave myself what I like to call a reverse bowl haircut. So if you could see the back of my head, listeners, um, it would look sort of like the back of my head was a cadfall monk look, whilst the front of my head, I gave up at that point, is become long and shaggy like a mop. Right, so that's that's why it doesn't look any different from this angle because I can only see the front. I can't see the back. Exactly. Um, okay, okay, I get it. It, it. There is something terrifying about that moment where the clippers engage with the hair for the first time, and it and it goes vroom like that. And you think, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I've just shaved a bloody runway into the back <laughs> of my head. How many Shit. people have experienced that during during the recent months and uh, that have passed? Doing your own hair has become sort of a, a yeah. terrible gauntlet that you have to run in these lockdown times. Yeah, quite right. Right, well, there it is. There's nothing you can do about it now, Tommy. It's, Are we going to start the pod now? Because we've, we've, we've had a bit of a chat. And um, how are we starting it now? Just remind the listeners. I can't remember. It's been three weeks since we've done one. I can't remember. <laughs> uh, here's the pod. Open your ears. What you been up to, Will? Well, Tommy, I have spent the last... It's been nearly three weeks since we recorded, hasn't it? But um, I spent the last three weeks in my house. (laughs) What have you been to for the last three weeks? I bet I can guess. Have you been in your house? I've been in and around my house. Yeah, what fun, eh? And we both have uh, we both have children about the same age, um, so we'll have been engaged. Have you been doing much homeschooling, or just not bothered? Yeah, a bit of homeschooling, sort of get, <laughs> dipping my finger in. Is that is that a phrase? Dipping my toe in when when needed, but I'm it's, not very good at it. I'll be honest with you. It's not a, it's not a phrase we use in education much. I have to say for <laughs> for obvious reasons. It just tend to steer clear of that whole minefield to be honest but uh, yeah okay fine that's, that's, 
That's fine. And um, I mean, there is nothing less rewarding than trying to teach your own five-year-old how to read. It is just awful. <laughs> it's, it's an appalling experience. As well as having my own job as a teacher, trying to teach other people's children, <laughs> I've also got to teach my own. And it is it is dreadful. And we've we've sort of resorted to a kind of fine balance of bribery and threats to try and get anything done in the morning <laughs> so that we can actually get on with our day. And um, my son is, he. I mean, he's a remarkable character. And he's, he's a lovely lad, really, and, and, and enormous fun. <laughs> but his behaviour under lockdown has deteriorated somewhat. And we were trying to get to the bottom of it. And you're trying to be sympathetic because kids, they're stuck inside and he wants to be running around outside and, you know, pouring with rains. He can't really get out in the garden and stuff like that. And, you know, thinking about mental health under lockdown, all those kind of things. But at the same time, he's being a dick. And (laughs) it's just, there's really, there's no other word for it. And, um, And we were trying to work out why he was being such a dick and sort of, screaming, having tantrums and running around all over the place. And what we realised is that uh, there is a direct relationship between my son being a dick and him not taking a shit. Uh. So at at school, he he will refuse to make poo-poo whilst at school. Okay. He just, he won't do it. He will save it up for when he comes home. Yeah. Uh, in, now, he's not been at school for the last four and a half weeks, but he has, he has maintained this stance. Okay. Uh, to the point at which he he it sort of advanced the stage where he, he just refused to take a shit full stop, and even though he's absolutely bursting to go to the toilet, he still will refuse to go, and we don't we don't know why. He just he doesn't like the idea of somebody else telling him when he should do it. He wants to make up his own mind, and even if he was just about to say, "Mummy, I need to go to the loo," if we said to him, "Do you need to go to the loo, Cam?" He would immediately say, "No, no, I don't. I don't need to go to the loo." And that, that would be it. That would be it then for the next two hours. Complete refusal to go to the toilet. Um, and it's it's this sort of Jekyll and Hyde thing. Because after he's he's done that, after he's downloaded, absolutely delightful again. Hugs and kisses and he'll, he'll do what he's told and he'll eat his dinner. Beforehand, an absolute monster. It's it's absolutely extraordinary. And it's it's like it's like a kind of form of terrorism. My my <laughs> My son has become a turd terrorist. <laughs> so have you developed a some sort of action plan to encourage him to pass stool? Um, yeah, mostly mostly bribes. Um, we say he's allowed to watch the iPad whilst he's on the toilet. <laughs> that we kind of hook it onto the the, the radiator for the for the towels, <laughs> so he can. That sometimes encourages him to. Does he watch? And, you know. Does he watch videos of um, of icebergs sort of breaking off and drifting into <laughs> yeah, the ocean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Trains leaving the station, <laughs> of trees being felled, <laughs> and the enormous tree trunks being floated downstream. <laughs> no, well, it, I mean it. It takes him. It takes him about half an hour because he won't have gone for three days. So by the oh. time he goes, my God, that, he cacks half his weight, and. <laughs> And like an iceberg, it is it is sort of crowning out of the water of the toilet by the end of it. It, it takes about five flushes to get rid of the blood. <laughs> Poor little oh, man. 
He must feel Poor absolutely. He must feel absolutely wonderful after he's finished. Well, yeah, that's the thing. You see, it's almost worth it. He's so delightful afterwards that it's almost worth the two days of him being such a complete bellend. Uh, but but actually, but actually not. Now, I, I've done a little song about this, Tommy. I don't know if you, have you got it teed up there somewhere. I absolutely have this time. Well, I'm ready and prepared. Would you like the listeners to to listen to it? What better time? You run around the house all day, being a twat in every way. Very much more of this will say, go get a fucking job. We know it's not your fault, but then it isn't us either. And you spend your every minute from six till ten being a screaming knob. So please do a shit, your mum and dad would love you to. It clears the mind and you're behind in one fell swoop. Yes, please do a shit. You're so much nicer that advice is free. Then you won't be a massive dick. Please do a shit. Your mum and dad would love you too. The mind and you're behind in one fell swoop. Yes, please do a shit. You're so much nicer that it is free. Then you won't be a massive dick. Wow, yeah, yeah, that, that was that wonderful. Just, that expresses how I feel about it pretty concisely, to be honest. Could you tell that that was uh, it was a bit low in my register that that song? <laughs> it was, a little bit, yeah. It was that was more in the bass register, and, and as you know, Tommy, I'm I'm more of a fine baritone, really, if anything. But you're uh, a creamy you baritone. I am. That's that's right. That was my nickname at school, in fact, the creamy baritone. <laughs> Here he comes. They'd say the creamy baritone, or or words to that effect. Do you know what that was? A I had a lovely sort of um, army style marching brass band feel. So I actually mm. feel like that should be sung. At the start of every day, at the start of the nursery school day, all the kids and the <laughs> teachers should line up and sing that song, and it might just make things go a little bit smoother. Yeah, as as they march the kids to the toilet. I, <laughs> yes. I think it's also it's also the sort of thing that could be you know traditionally sung at the start of the FA Cup or something like that. You know, like how they sing "Abide with Me." Yeah. You know, no, I think I think I when the, when, do they, they do, do that? They, yeah, they sing "Abide with Me." I don't know why they sing "Abide with Me" at the FA Cup, but they do. Do they really? Um, yeah, they they do. I, when? Uh, before they before kickoff, they sing "Abide with Me." Well, the players do. <laughs> Not the players, the fans. Is it an organised thing, or do they just get do they just get together and sing "Abide no, with they, Me"? Yeah, they they get a singer, they get a singer on the pitch, and they sing "Abide." I with think me. we need to fact check this, listeners. If you're a lover of the round football sports, then please <laughs> let us know whether Will's telling the truth or not. I've got a feeling I mean, he's I'd... not. I don't religiously watch it. Maybe it happened once, and I've only ever watched the FA Cup once, and I've decided that that's... <laughs> oh, yeah, the FA Cup. Yeah, I know. It's always played between Arsenal and Liverpool, and they sing and play with me beforehand. <laughs> yeah, and it, and it always happens in 1996. Yeah, I, I know exactly what's going on. I've seen it loads of times. <laughs> so uh, so that's that. That's, uh, that's my son uh, being a dick and refusing to take a shit. Um a couple of other things have happened in the, in the household. One is um, I, I repeatedly have scared my wife, um, okay. not on purpose, and I, I'm I'm struggling to get to the bottom of this, and I don't know really what's going on. But um, essentially, I will I will just walk into a room just completely normally where my wife is, and she'll turn around and go, "Oh fucking hell!" like that, <laughs> or or she will scream sometimes, or go, "Oh god!" and have to sit down, and. I don't like if if she thought she was alone in the house, and suddenly I appeared, 
fine. But we've been together in the house for the last two months. We've yeah. barely left it. She knows I'm there. I don't know what to do. Because if if I try and make more noise, like sometimes I'll try to make more noise to warn her that I'm coming. <laughs> but then she'll find that noise scary. And then you find yourself trying to be quieter. But then I know if I'm quieter, then that will be that will freak her out even more. And I don't I, know. I I absolutely 100% sympathise with this one, Will, because I had exactly the same thing happen to me just the other night. I happened to walk into my own kitchen, not wearing any slippers or shoes, yeah. and my wife turned round and screamed as if she was about to be attacked by a house invader. And it actually made me a little bit cross because, you know, when someone <laughs> shouts in your face so loud, your yeah. whole sort of lymphatic system reacts. And yeah. it made me a little bit irritable. I said, who did you think it would be? Who could it possibly <laughs> yeah, be yeah, in yeah. the house? Fucking hell, you made me shit myself. And she said, you, it's not you that. Screaming, <laughs> you screaming has set me off now. You've set me off and now I'm scared. I'm scared of you because you're scared of me. This is ridiculous. We're the only uh, two adults in the house. I said, always be on your guard. I live in this house and I may be any in any of the rooms at any time. <laughs> be prepared. It's like Peter Sellers and Cato in the Pink Panther. <laughs> jumps out and attacks him at any given moment. The, you know, the really annoying thing about it is that I, I quite often go to bed later than my wife. And, um, you know, if I, if I come upstairs and she's already asleep, I will do my best to be quiet. Yeah. And when I get into bed. And then every now and again, she'll say, "You God, when you came to bed last night, you weren't taking any prisoners, were you? I heard you coming from three <laughs> floors away, farting and swearing and stamping up the stairs, doing your zip up, undoing your zip, doing it back up again, un undoing your buttons noisily, taking your socks. What are your socks made out of? Sandpaper or something, you fucker. <laughs> so we'll go on and on about how noisy I am. And I'm desperately trying to be quiet. And then when I just walk around the house, she she fucking screams at me like I'm this kind of ninja that's jumped out the washing machine. I totally sympathise. I totally sympathise. Do you know what, though? I honestly think you should stop wearing those denim pyjamas because I think that's a problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the denim pyjamas with, with really loud poppers on. <laughs> all, all down the leg, up up both, both armpits. <laughs> Got 72 individual poppers. Listeners, if you're experiencing similar domestic strife in that your partner is uh, not accepting you as, as someone that lives in the house or is terrified of you, write in and let us know. Yeah, Make us feel like we're not the only ones. Then the um, the other thing that happened was uh, we've been going shelf mad. Okay, so yeah. In, Classic in our lockdown. own house at last. Classic lockdown, shelf mad, off the B&Q. We found a shelf we like. It's one of those free... It, it gives the illusion of freestanding. Oh, yes, yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Because the bracket goes inside the shelf, so you, you, it looks like it's magic. One, and, one of the most wonderful innovations of the 21st century. Oh, when it, when it works well, it looks like such a professional job. It's, it's very, very nice. Uh, and I, I put up some in our spare room uh, recently. I was very, very proud of them. And the next day, I was beckoned into the spare room by my wife, and she just pointed at them. And they had both sagged off the wall. They were they hadn't fallen <laughs> off the wall, but they both definitely sagged. You could see them sagging. And she said, "What's what's going on with these shelves?" And I and I looked, and and she'd put books on them. And I said, "What? What are you doing? Putting books on my shelves? Don't put books on them. Those aren't book. If I'd only put books on them, I would have left them on the floor because I 
because I, I wanted them to be strong. I wanted them to be strong enough to put an elephant on. Yeah. But, you know, ultimately, I'm an English teacher. And <laughs> and as it turned out, I used the wrong rule plugs. <laughs> and I didn't like having my, my competence questioned like that. And I ended up getting angry at her for putting stuff on it. I'd like, those, look, marshmallows. You can put marshmallows on those shelves. One. Um, thin pieces of balsa wood you can put on, on those shelves or empty crisp packets or some of those running spikes that Michael Johnson used to wear that were lighter than air. Those are things that can go on there. You've put books on them so it's your fault so you put them back up. You're, you can you can redo the shelves. Oh, poor Will's wife. Yeah, I know. Being married she... to me is fucking appalling. <laughs> can I <only> imagine? <laughs> And then the last one was was just now. In fact, um, it was so the we we have an ensuite, as you know, with his and hers uh, reclining b days. Of course, and you do. Um, the kids have have got used to instead of using their bathroom to have a shower in, at night, they get into their gym jams. They they've been using our bathroom because uh, right. they just they prefer it. And um, <laughs> as uh, the kids were just getting out of the shower, and I just I picked up the. Uh, Pajamas from the bed, uh, just to, to get them ready. A great big spider crawled out. Ooh. Obviously, been it, I don't know where. I think we'd come up from from downstairs. We managed to come up in the pajamas or in the towels, maybe towels. They they quite often find themselves in towels, don't they? The spiders. And um, I mean, I, I you know I don't like spiders, but I'm the one in charge of getting rid of spiders. And uh, everyone else saw the spider. And legged it and left me with a spider, but I, but then I couldn't find it. So it crawled out. It went under the right. bed. I couldn't okay. find it. I thought we were going to be here all bloody evening, at this rate. So my my daughter, who is especially scared of spiders, put her head around the door. And said, "Is it gone?" And I said, "Yes, it's gone. It's fine." <laughs> she said, "Are you sure?" I said, "Yeah, I picked it up. It went out the window. It's fine. It's not a problem." Because I thought, well, it's run off now. It's it'll be fine. Yeah, it's gone. It's so. So it took a bit of persuading, but she eventually uh, came back in, started putting on her pajamas. Uh, at which point, the spider came out from under the bed and ran across the floor. <laughs> she screamed. And anyway, this oh, okay, right, I get it this time. So I've got the spider put out the window, and she was like, "So there, there were two spiders." <laughs> oh, oh God! So, there were, I'm never coming in this room again. There were two spiders. If there were two spiders, there are probably ten spiders. It's just those are the two that we saw. Was there a third spider? I think I saw a third spider, and she got really, really bad about these spiders. And then she refused to go to bed. And eventually, my wife just had to go, no, Daddy lied about the first one. <laughs> what? He didn't really... The one you saw get out was the first one. He didn't really capture it. And the look my daughter gave, eight years old, the look of utter betrayal she gave me... <laughs> To say, I god damn it, I trusted you. I trusted you with my most sacred thing, which is my fear of spiders. And you lied to me, you big faced twat. I uh, hate you. I can t- totally sympathize with her. You've been terrible, Will. You've been absolutely awful to her. Well, it's a fucking sp- How was I supposed to find a bloody thing? At least it could have waited until we'd gone. Are you afraid of spiders? I'm not afraid of them. I wouldn't want one crawling over me very much. No, and there is, I... there's always that moment, isn't there, when you put the glass over them and you sort of slide the card underneath. There's a slightly tricky moment where you have to sort of flip it, and if you're not careful, they can squeeze out through the gap and run over your hand, and that's a bit that's a, a bit unpleasant. 
Yeah, I'm the same. I I, I don't like the thought of that, but I'm not one of those people that will just pick it up with their hand and chuck it out the window. Oh, God, no. Yeah, no, I I wouldn't do that. Yeah, my my dad would do that. would just pick it up in his hand and and chuck it and, oh, dear me. Possibly even pop it in his mouth. Yeah, just eat it. Just bite his fucking head off. (laughs) How is your dad, Will? He's fine. He's, um... He's had the uh, he's had the vaccine. He's had a jab, has he? Brilliant. Oh, well, he's, had, he's had his first jab, in fact. Uh, his second one's coming up shortly. So that is good news. It didn't um, turn him into a Chinese-speaking Russian dissident, did it? Well, he already speaks Chinese and does have communist sympathy, so it's going to be hard to <laughs> it's going to be hard to tell the difference. But also, he's um, my dad's got arthritis and uh, many metal parts. Yeah. So I think if if Bill Gates is trying to tune into him and send him messages. He might have a difficult time of it, I think. Your dad's a very good Wi-Fi extender, isn't he? If you can't get he Wi-Fi is. in a downstairs toilet, just get your dad to stand in between the two areas. And Yeah, his his hip replacement has been picking up Radio Moscow for the last 15 years. So, <laughs> Just resonating around his anal chamber. <laughs> That's right. It's, it sounds quite nice, actually. There's quite a nice acoustic. If it was a bit bigger, we could record in there, but sadly he's uh, <laughs> he has... He's so far refused. There's nothing I'd love more, Will, than to call every, every three weeks to call into your father's anus and yeah, have a couple of hours shop. of fun. Keep still, Dad. We're trying to record. <laughs> uh, is that it, Will? That's it, mate. That's all I've got. <laughs> we forgot to do the out and about jingle, but don't worry, listeners. It'll be back in the next pods. Yeah, I'm sure there were several listeners really worried about that. Um, so I thought that I would change the tone a little bit for this pod because you know it's not an easy time for everyone at the moment this is perhaps one of the most tumultuous times that we've experienced the human race experience possibly ever certainly in peacetime and I thought that maybe sometimes we were just making a little bit too much of a joke of the situation we were making Mm. light of what is essentially a very serious time and we know that some of our listeners out there might need a little helping hand um, and that's where we step in will um, so welcome to a new section of the pod called the mindfulness section lovely i've got some uh, gloriously calm soothing music i mean and do you know what i was going to say let's face it i mean our listeners more than anything are going to be more than likely to be med- mentally fragile aren't they <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, a lot of them are listening against their own will, so um, there's that stress that they're dealing with. Um, but do you know what? I thought this week hmm. I would start by explaining one of my own problems that I've been having during lockdown. Now, I don't know, Will, if you remember this. Because we've been friends for such a long time, you've seen my ups and downs over the years. When I was at university, I became addicted to a substance. You weren't with me at the time, but there were other people around me, and they saw me go downhill quite quickly. That's right, Will. I was addicted to Watsits. Delicious, cheesy (laughs) Watsits. Walker's cheesy Watsits. And I used to stuff them in by the absolute bucketful. I used to lock myself in my room after lectures, and I wouldn't talk to anyone. I'd get a six-pack of Watsits, you know, the big ones, sometimes even a 12-pack, and I'd just sit there and I'd eat them. Sometimes I'd mix in some delicious chocolate hobnobs because that sweet, savoury mixture with the the real umami of the Watsits made a lovely flavour combination. 
Uh, and it took its toll on my relationships with other people and also my figure. I went from a 11 stone athlete to a 14 stone hulking man that had to wheel himself around in a shower bath chair. Um, it was particularly awkward getting to Tesco's in one of those. You know, I was very low mentally. But it was with the help of my friends and also a Paul McKenna DVD that I rented from Blockbuster Video <laughs> that I managed to get on top of the What's It problem. And I was happy to say that I carried on to live, you know, a pretty fruitful life. I got a job, I got a wife, I had some kids. But then lockdown started, Will, and walkers, like a terrible ghost, appeared at the end of my bed. Oh, it They'd crept release... back into your life. Exactly. And it was even worse this time. They released giant flaming hot watsits. Now, in my humble opinion, there's only one way to improve the watsit, and that's to spice that bitch up. <coughs> Sweet Lord, they're, they're so much better when they're spicy. And they've only gone and made the massive. So, of course, Tesco's were doing a two-for-one on giant flaming watsits. I bought 48 how, packets, Will. How big is a, a giant watsit, Tommy? <laughs> it's about the size of a 10-year-old's thumb. Right, okay. Yeah, so, they're yeah, pretty right. big. They're puffy, yeah. they're delicious. You, the packs are big, they're like the big grab bags. Um, and I, I, I'm really sorry to say that I fell back into the what's-it way of life. I became irritable, I, I would slam the door in my children's faces if they caught me eating a packet. They'd say, Daddy, Daddy, why are your fingers orange? And I'd say, get away, don't look at me! <laughs> I'd weep myself to sleep, and the tears would mix with the orange dust that had gathered in my lockdown beard and created delicious jus, <laughs> which I'd store in the fridge for the next morning. Oh, dear. So it's real. It can happen, and I'm still in the midst of it. My wife has insisted that I go to the doctor. The doctor mm. was very understanding about it. He said, you know, these things happen, Mr. Kirk. I said, doctor, what can I do? He said, well, the best thing is to stop masturbating after you've eaten them because you're never going to get that out. <laughs> and we're working together. We're working through it. But do you know what? It's all right. And I'm happy to admit my addiction to what's it's. It's not over. I'm allowed to have them every now and again. Mm. But it's the, very the, much real. The first step is about these things is always being honest about it, Tommy. And I think, I think you've been very brave this evening. I think I have. Have you? And I hope have, that, I hope that my braveness would encourage others to, to come forward with some of the problems that they may have during these lockdowns and perhaps we can talk it out. What advice would you give me to, to try and quell my insatiable lust for that crispy corn snack? I, I think probably try and, try and wean yourself off them with maybe half a packet of skips a day. Oh, I love skips. Skips are, skips are my sort of methadone. Yeah, exactly. Because skips and what's it's a are of the same stable, I think, in terms of snacks. They they sit in the crisp aisle. Neither of them are crisps. No. Nobody actually knows what either of them are made out of. Even I think the that's people, what I love about the them so made... much. You can eat them any time of the day and not have any guilt. No, yes, exactly, because they're, they're just mostly flavoured air. <laughs> um, so there you go, Will. That's our mindfulness section where, you know, 
we get to talk about our feelings. And sometimes well, I- sometimes we can be accused of being too manly. Toxic masculinity creeps into the pod. But we're here to listen, listeners, to you. Um, so call in if you want to. Yeah, don't be don't be put off by how butch the two of us are. <laughs> because that can be as you say, that can be intimidating. But don't don't worry. I mean I'm I'm doing bicep curls even as we speak. And um Tom is eating a steak but, <laughs> with his hands. But don't let that put you off. We're a we're and a, a very broad knife. Yeah. We're a very broad church. Um Okay, Tommy, I've got a, I've got a, a couple of uh, bits and bobs uh, for you here. Do, would you like an odd one out? We haven't done a, an odd one out for a while. Yeah, do you know what? <laughs> I, I would absolutely adore an odd one out, and I cleared out my my sounds on on the mixing desk the, uh, yesterday, so it was ready for a fresh and well oiled pod today. And mm. I actually got rid of the odd one out music, so I haven't got any. Would you like to have the top ten jingle instead? No, don't worry. I'll I'll do one myself. Doop a doop a doo. Odd one out. There you go. That'll do. That was awful. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> so, I've got I've got here um, six NFL players, six American football players. Yeah. Okay. And it's it's very simple. Four of these names are real. Two are made up. I want you to tell me the two made up ones. It's a familiar pattern by now. Are you ready? I'm very ready. Number one. Frosty Rucker. Frosty Rucker, okay. Frosty, spelt with two E's at the end there. <laughs> Otherwise, how you would expect. Yeah. Number two, DeBrickshaw Ferguson. DeBrickshaw. DeBrickshaw Ferguson. Yeah, okay. Number three, Emmanuel Clamber. <laughs> okay, Emmanuel Clamber. Go for it. Next one. Num- number four. Ladinkus Hodge. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Number five, Barcavius Mingo. <laughs> Barcavius Mingo. Barcavius okay. Mingo. And number number six. Number six, ha ha Clinton Dix. Ha ha Clinton Dix. Ha ha Clinton Dix. How do you Clint- spell Clinton Dix? Clinton as in Bill Clinton, and then a hyphen, yeah. and then D I X Clinton Dix. Oh my goodness! Do you know what? I, I heard the first two, and I thought I am all over this. <laughs> and then we got to Emmanuel Clamber, and I wasn't sure, and then we just went mad. <laughs> There are some and really strong entries in this. There really is. And the terribly scary thing is four of these are real. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just oh, going to have to get. I think I'm going to have to guess. I'm going to guess that you made up Frosty Rucker. Okay. Although that's eminently real. And then... <laughs> <laughs> What's the Mingo one? Uh, Barcavius Mingo. <laughs> You made that up as well. It's Barcavius Mingo and Frosty Rucker, the two that you made up. Oh, I'm afraid to say that both of those are real. <laughs> oh, my God. Really? <laughs> yeah. The real ones are Frosty Rucker, DeBrickshaw Ferguson, Barcavius Mingo, and Ha Ha Clinton Dix. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh, uh, what point do you decide that your son should be called Barcavius? <laughs> <laughs> Baby Barcavius. That is oh, an absolutely God. fantastic name. It Which just... team does Barcavius play for? Oh, I, do, I, I did look at all these. I haven't got the. I haven't got the thing. I That's haven't okay. Got the thing. Oh man! But some of these are, are like a really well known. Um, I think Ha Ha Clinton Dix is is quite a famous player. I know I know Debrickshaw Ferguson. I've heard of him, but yeah. I've not heard of the others. Yeah, that was a very good one. I like that. And do you know what? Actually, I did one for you that was really really similar. So okay. similar, in fact, it's almost the same. Right. Okay. This is a this is a a little quiz that I like to call Jedi Jick. Okay. And I'm going to give you the uh, the three Jedi names. Okay. Two of them are real and one of them is false. Two real, one false. Okay. Are you ready? I'm going to write them down as we go. Question one. A. Kit Fisto. I beg your pardon? Kit Fisto. Kit Fisto. Okay. B. Trevar Tits. <laughs> and C. Pablo Jill. <laughs> Two of those are real. One of them is false. <laughs> I was Pablo Jill must be right. So, uh, Kit Fisto, would they really? I guess they might. Trevor Tits sounds like a condition. <laughs> it's like it sounds like something you might be suffering from. <laughs> Well, on the other, I mean, you could be on the wrong end of a Kit Fisto, couldn't you? And, uh, <laughs> might see a movie like that. Um, I'm going to say the false one is Trevor Tits. You're absolutely right. Well done. One point. How is Tits spelt? Oh, I suppose you made it up, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's spelt like Tits. <laughs> Spell it how you like. It's not real. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. Okay, number two. A. Dong Shart. <laughs> B. Okay. Yeah. Really Howl. And C. Tipley. <laughs> oh man. I mean, I've got. They've got to give them some sort of name, haven't they? But there is a. There is a fine line. Game of Thrones did this quite well, I thought. Game of Thrones gave everyone names. That mostly sounded like real names. They were sort of, we can't call them Brian, but we can call him Bron. There we go. We'll call him yeah. Bron. So yeah. everyone was like, well, you can't call him Tom, but let's call him Tam. Okay, and that sounds like a name. <laughs> Whereas with Star Wars, they're just like Plinky Plonk Muesli. <laughs> okay, um, I think. Wouldn't you love to have been in that writer's room where they were making up the names of the Jedi? That would have been a fun afternoon, wouldn't it? Yeah, just 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 making noises, just like yeah, <laughs> Padoing handlebar. A... There we go. <laughs> Eating a bowl of muesli and calling a Jedi raisin tits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Polo Alpen. Um, okay, so I think Dong Shart is the one that you made up there. It is. You're on to me. This you're on to me this week, aren't you? <laughs> I'm just guessing whichever one sounds the rudest. Okay, here's, here's, here's question three for you. A, Yariel Puff. <laughs> B, Minto Licks. Or C, Pedro. 
On the same basis, I'm going to go with Yale Puff being the made-up one. <laughs> no, that's a real one. It's Yale Puff. Yariel Puff was a was a Jedi master on the Jedi Council. Will you believe it? Jeez, Louise. Okay. No, it was it was Minto Licks that I made up. It was also, <laughs> there was also a Jedi called Pedro. <laughs> They'd given up by that point, are they? They like. Well, we need to refer to him as something in the script, but I can't be bothered with a surname, so just call him. <laughs> Doug or something, I don't care. <laughs> Roger. Yeah. Roger Hargreaves. Roger well, actually, the, on this next one, this is uh, this is this is the final question on the okay. Jedi Jick, the quiz okay. that will make a nation fall in love with this podcast. Yeah. A. Coleman Trebor. <laughs> B. Yaddle. And C. Rectum. <laughs> Is rectum spelt like rectum? It's spelled R E C space T apostrophe U U M. Rectum. <laughs> Do you think that's like in Keeping Up Appearances, where she's always saying it's not, it's not bucket, it's bouquet, <laughs> and people are like, "Oh, he's rectum." He's like, "It's rectum." Fuck's sake. <laughs> that's not how you pronounce it, and you know that. And actually, by not pronouncing it correctly, you're actually being a bit racist. So, you yeah. know. I'm a quarter Swiss, and that's how they say it in Switzerland. <laughs> this is this is now bullying, and I'm calling HR. You call me Rectum one more time. I'm going to call HR, and you'll be fired. You'll be fired from the Jedi Order for being a bully. I'm going to send an email to Yariel Puff. <laughs> <laughs> you wait till Trayvar Tits hears about this. Gonna be fucking furious. <laughs> did, did, did you not get his email? Did you not get the email from Trayvon Tit? He said all Jedi's have the right to have their names pronounced however they want them to pronounce, and mine is pronounced Rectum. So get bent. <laughs> Dong shart. <laughs> and Dong's like, it's not Dong, it's Duong. <laughs> you fucker. Oh, dear. Um, I'm, I'm assuming that the made up one there is Coleman Trebor. No, that's real. What? Named after two... The people who make the mustard and the people who make the mints. Coleman Trebor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was it was a long night there. Like, uh, Coleman it Trebor, oh, fucking Nestle McVitie's, and oh, what else is <laughs> Levi Apple Mac. I don't care. Do you know what? Um, Coleman Trebor actually makes an appearance on film. Does he? He's in. I think he's in the one of one of the. Fir- you know when they re-released the first. Sorry, not re-released, yeah. but they released the first three films. The ones with the prequels, that horrible. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the horrible Frogman in it. What was he called? Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. He was in that when they were storming the arena and he got shot instantly he was one of the worst jedi ever is that is that because he was handing out mints do you think coleman trebor was like the do you remember that that cleaner that accidentally got interviewed on bbc television because he that he appeared for an interview and they sort of shuffled him onto the to the interview do you think coleman trebor was a, going to the jedi council to apply for a job as a robot mender but accidentally got put on the jedi council and when they sent him into battle he instantly got shot <laughs> I think, he was, any... I think he worked in the catering division handing out condiments. And he normally just went around with like a little a little pot of mustard with a little spoon in it. 
And then they were all in the cafe beforehand. And then the bell went. They're like, right, you're on, lads. And he just got swept up on it. He was like, where are we going? Where are we going? And he just got wheeled straight out into the battle and got shot in the face. Who was that that just got shot? Oh, no, that was Coleman Trebor. He shouldn't have been out here. Trebor's gone down. Fuck. He had the best mints. Yeah, so I made up (laughs) Rectum on that one. That was not a real Jedi. (laughs) I should have known. I should have known. Okay, marvellous stuff. Right. Uh, I've got another thing for you now, Tommy, uh, because uh, on our Christmas quiz, yeah, it was our Christmas quiz, wasn't it? Uh, I had a round leftover, and um, I'm going to give you my leftovers now. Christmas leftovers okay. in February. Go for it. So my quiz round that I never got around to asking you was about hip-hop. Okay, something that I am very conversant in. So you should do well on this. <laughs> Let's see. Let's go. Okay, so question number one. Yeah. Wh- which of these is not a real rapper? We've had a lot of these this week, but there we are. We have. Um, Pudgy, the fat bastard. <laughs> okay. Mad balls. Mad balls. With a, with a Z on the end of balls. Love it. Lil Waterbed. All one word. <laughs> Lil Waterbed. Yeah. Sad Frosty. So one of those is not real. Only one of those is not real, and the rest are real. Pudgy the Fat Bastard, Mad Balls, Lil Waterbed, Sad Frosty. Oh, that's difficult. I I couldn't name a single tune by any of them. I'm going to say that Mad Balls is the odd one out. You're absolutely right, Mad Balls is not a rapper. In many ways, the most sensible name of those four. Yeah, absolutely. That's what gave it away, I think. At the point at which you're calling yourself Pudgy, the fat bastard. <laughs> You've got to think, oh, come on, mate. Have a bit of self-respect. It's sort of showing an incredible level of self-awareness you don't normally see in the hip-hop game, isn't it? I just, I just think respect yourself. I think that's sad. I think... And, and as, waterbed, though, I mean, what was he thi- what was he thinking at the time? Well, there's, I mean, there's a there's a, a, a sort of growing list, isn't there, of rappers who are either little something or yeah. big something. Everyone, yeah. you either have to be a little something or big. Nobody's a medium sized anything. <laughs> Standard size. <laughs> yeah. Regular Jason is my hip hop name, and if you don't <laughs> like it, you can go to Ofcom. <laughs> you can go to one of the little or big people. Right. Question number two: True or false? Yep. In 2013, the rapper Coolio appeared on an episode of ABC reality TV show, Wife Swap. True. It is true, yes. Coolio, in fact, after his success with... Um, God, can you name the, the song he was famous for? Gangster's Paradise. That's right, yeah. Uh, he did, didn't he do um, Big Brother as well? And Celebrity Big Brother, I think. Uh, possibly. It's, look, not my, it's not my bag, really, but um, I'm sure... very out of place. <laughs> um, number three. Which of these rappers was not in the original lineup of the Wu-Tang Clan? Uh, old Dirty Bastard. Yeah. Ghostface Killer. Yeah. Nate Dog. Method Man. Nate Dog. It was Nate Dog, yeah. That was too easy, wasn't it? 
And I think it also a little bit easier. It, it may have been just Wu Tang Clan. Was it one of those ones that's just Wu Tang Clan, not the Wu Wu Tang Clan? I don't know. I I wasn't. I I I never listened to a lot of their stuff, but I I I remember the the sort of one of the parts of their songs where they sang the RZA, the Jizza, the Ghostface Killer, and Raekwon the Chef. <laughs> it's like 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 the Jedi. They also have a catering division. <laughs> They're a big gang, and they need someone to do the cooking. And that was Raekwon, so that's good. Just don't send them out to. To, to rap is that what they do yeah yeah don't send them out there to rap he's he's strictly there to make stews and hearty broths do you know actually i i do actually have a story about one of the wu-tang clan uh, charlie tuna okay. who i am i embarrassed myself hideously um in front of charlie tuna and a room full of charlie tuna's f- greatest fans oh, yeah. i was on a i was on a stag do and it was it was the end of the stag do, so we, we'd been enjoying ourselves all day, mm. as young men do on these oh, yeah. sorts of occasions. I uh, and I, I dare say you'd have had a few ales. Well, I definitely I definitely enjoyed some sherry that day. But anyway, we made our way to the venue. It was a special surprise for the for the groom to be because he loved the Wu Tang Clan, and it was Charlie Tuna who was doing a live show, which was pretty weird because it was Cheltenham we were in. Um, and he was in this little sort of room, and um, everyone was loving it, and and <laughs> everyone was having a great time, and I was I was having a fantastic time, uh, you know, jumping around and dancing. But there was a man in front of me that was wearing an annoying hat. Right. So to put it plainly, my inhibitions had been lowered, and I decided to relieve the man of his own hat uh, right. and just just get rid of it. I thought, in the clarity of my mind, I thought nobody wants that hat. It's annoying everybody, including me. So I'll do the the right thing and I'll just get rid of the hat Mm. so I sort of fought my way through the crowd and took his hat and sort of flung it into the to the side of the room and Charlie Tuna saw me do it and he (laughs) stopped his performance (laughs) and he told his musicians to stop and everything stopped and everyone sort of (laughs) said what's going on and he singled me out pointed at me and said you don't do that at one of my concerts (laughs) you can't hold off Charlie Tuna What's happening? And I think he thought I was trying to incite some sort of uh, ruckus, which I absolutely wasn't, because anyone that knows me knows that I, I don't get involved in that sort of thing. But he singled me out, and everyone was looking at me, and I tried to sort of crouch. I was so embarrassed that I sort of tried to crouch down and in, push myself in between other people, and they sort of were pushing me back. And he, he got very, very cross. And then he started the, the show up again, and I, I sort of slunk off um, to have a bit of a cry in the corner. Oh, how have I never heard that story before? I don't That's know, I told it. It's a true story, though. Because it's so traumatic. Wow. You got told off at a hip-hop gig in Cheltenham. <laughs> <laughs> the, most, the most middle-class thing ever. Um, oh, so, Charlie, I know, you're a, I know you're an avid listener of Shuttlepod. I yeah. apologise. It was me that night that you shouted <laughs> at, and I'm sorry. Because I'm so middle class that it wounded me deeply to be to be even accused of doing something naughty. You know what's worse? He wasn't a member of Wu Tang Clan. He was a member of Jurassic Five. Oh, sorry. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> right. Got that completely wrong. Oh, so just as you were making amends, you've made it worse. <laughs> Charlie, it seems like we're never going to get on. Yeah, just I would just declare war on him right now. Just fucking. <laughs> Okay, uh, on with the hip-hop quiz. So, continuing with Nate Dogg. Nate Dogg appears on Dr. Dre's 2001 mega-hit, the next episode. 
But according to Nate Dogg's little bit at the end, what should you do every day? Uh, I'm going to have to guess. They are the final lines of the song. What's the name of the song? Uh, the next episode. And what should you do every day? That's how it goes. Should you get high and eat some pie? <laughs> It'd be nice if it was proper proper health advice, wasn't it? It was like, eat fibre every day. <laughs> <laughs> Just at the end of the song, if you're still listening to this bit, you know, eat plenty of spinach. But no, it was, of course, smoke weed. Hey, 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 smoke weed every day. Which is not a good idea. We, no, I mean we're not encouraging that. We cannot um, endorse that, or 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 indeed, pretty much anything that Dr. Dre says is a good idea. <laughs> He's not even a real doctor, honestly. Uh, okay, question number five: Warren G's all-time classic "Regulators," regulators, uh, or, or regulate rather, starts with these lines: "Regulators, we regulate any stealing of his property, and we damn good too. But you can't be any geek off the street. Got to be handy with a steal, if you know what I mean." Got to earn your keep. Regulators mount up. But from which 1988 movie about Billy the Kid do these lines originate? Oh, that's an excellent, that's an excellent question, and I know the answer. It's Emilio Estevez. It is. That's right. What did, What was the film called? It's em- gone. Emilio it's, Estevez, it's... Charlie Sheen, um, um, Lou Diamond Phillips, isn't it? Billy the Kid. Yeah. It wasn't called. It wasn't called Billy the Kid. It had a theme song. I. Th- Pretty sure going by, down, yeah, by Bon Jovi. Was bon blaze Jovi, of, was in a blaze of glory, in a blaze of glory, and the film was Cowboys. <laughs> Cowboys! Exclamation <laughs> mark. <laughs> uh, what the was film. It? The film was Young Guns. Oh, Young Guns! Of course it was. Of course it, it was. Remains. It was a fantastic film. Yeah, it remains a guilty pleasure. It is. It is the Top Gun of Western movies. I would say. Um, yeah absolutely enormous fun okay um number six my daughter is a massive fan of snoop dogg mainly because of his appearances on tv advertising for an internet takeaway business which one is that tommy just eat it is just eat and i feel a bit sad every time i see it because I <laughs> he'll do anything snoop dogg won't he he, will, he bloody will uh which of these songs came first white lines by melly mel why Lines the That's that one. Uh, Rapper's Delight by the Sugar Hill Gang. Or It's Like That. It's Like That and Not The Way It Is by Run DMC. Oh, that's a great question. It's got to be... It's got to be like that, hasn't it? It is not. It is Rapper's Delights. Ah, they're close though, aren't they? They're, all of them are very close together, but famously, uh, Rapper's Delight was the first big chart hit, or one of the first big chart hits of, of hip-hop. And uh, people who, who really liked hip-hop fucking hated that song because <laughs> none of those people were proper rappers. And no. if you've ever seen, have you ever seen the, the footage of them doing it live? It's extraordinary. No. Well, because they're all, you know, you, you expect rappers even 1980s rappers to, to look a certain way i guess you know you, you know the nwa or someone like that that's the sort of how you expect 1980s rappers to look but the sugar hill gang they're all wearing like sweaters 
and they all basically all look like Carlton off the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. <laughs> <laughs> And they're doing it on like the equivalent of Top of the Pops. It's really, really funny. Um, Okay, that was question number seven. Three to go. Pimp My Ride ran for six seasons on MTV between 2004 and 2007. Which rapper presented the show? Oh, that's a great question. Pimp My Ride. Yeah. In this country, it was presented by Tim Westwood. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Is it the really angry rapper that was also then in CSI Miami? Uh, was he in CSI Miami? I because uh, I know. Can't remember his Ice, name. Ice Cube is, I, is famously Cube. angry. No, it wasn't Ice Cube. Um, no, not Ice Cube. Ice T. It was nice teeth. <laughs> was it? It was Exhibit. Vanilla Ice. <laughs> exhibit. <laughs> Vanilla Ice. Lovely stuff. Uh, Childish Gambino, who released the Epical. Uh, this is American, 2018, is also an actor. What is his real name? Childish Gambino. He is a Donald. Sorry? Donald. Donald, it is surname. Donald Donaldson. <laughs> Nearly. Donald Glover. Uh, Donny Glover. Is he related to Danny Glover? Or is it. <laughs> I don't know, maybe. Maybe he is. Who knows? Uh, and then finally. The song Rapture, as sung by Debbie Harry, is often credited with being one of the first commercial rap tunes. But what was Debbie Harry's band? Um, I know this. Of course I know this. Everybody knows this. (laughs) It was... Rapture is the song where she raps about someone eating cars for some reason and no one got a fucking clue what she's like. (laughs) I imagine she started off on that, high off her tits. And she just keeps going. And now he's in the bars and eating cars. And the people behind the cameras are like, what the fuck is she talking about? I don't know that song. I'd love to hear it. Um, Debbie Harry was in Slade. <laughs> no, she was in Blondie. Blondie, of course she was. You, know, you, must, have, you must have heard yeah. Rapture by, by Blondie. I probably have, but I can't bring it to mind. I'm, I'm, I'm actually cross with myself that I didn't get Blondie. That's a ridiculous thing to get wrong. It, it kind of is, but there we are. <laughs> <laughs> Them's the breaks. That's yeah. how it happens. This you is are... Shuttlepod, and I'm Tom Kirk. <laughs> and I have and been I ridiculous. <laughs> um, we've not got a lot of time left, listeners, but I think I'm just going to... That was a fantastic hip-hop quiz, Will. Thanks for that. You're welcome, mate. I'm just going to squeeze a little final Quizlet in for you. Yeah, yeah, go on. We've still got a tiny bit of time. Yeah. Um, this one's really simple. What I'm going to do is I'm going to say a foreign language word that yeah. describes the noise that a well-known animal makes. Right. Okay. You have to tell me what animal it is. Okay. And what language it is as a two-parter. So okay. the first one is kikariki. Kickery key. I might do it in the accent, see if that would help you. <laughs> okay. Kickery key. That's the same. No, I can't do it. <laughs> Kickery uh, key. I reckon it's some sort of bird. Uh, yeah, you're right. You're on the right lines. Kickery key. Is it uh, an owl? Oh, no, it's not. It's a rooster. Cock-a-doodle-doo. In German, is kickery key. Oh, those fun-loving Germans. They're fantastic fellas, aren't they? They are, I'm a big fan. Okay, here's another one for you, Will. It's coming up now. Kergul, Kergul. Kergul, Kergul. 
Kagul, Kagul. Uh, what Kugul, makes Kagul? Uh, I'm going to go with goat. Uh, it's not. It's a frog. Uh... It's Korean for ribbit, ribbit. <laughs> it's quite good, though, isn't it? Yeah, Kugul, can... Kugul. You can see what they were getting at. Okay, this is the next one coming up. Number three. Choo choo, choo choo. Um, must be some sort of bird again, isn't it? It's not a bird this time. It's not a bird. Choo choo, choo choo, choo choo. Uh... Choo choo, choo choo. <laughs> I don't know. Is it a squirrel? It's not. It's a mouse going squeak squeak in Japanese. What? It doesn't make that noise, you twat. <laughs> <laughs> You're just plain wrong, yeah. Japan. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm willing to. I was willing to go with the South Korean thing, but the Japanese are wrong. <laughs> okay, number four, Will. Here it comes. Pew pew, pew pew. I'm assuming it's not a laser gun. <laughs> it's not. That's uh, what we might think it is, but this country thinks it's something different. Pew 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 pew. Uh, what makes that a pew, pew? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with a puppy. No, it's not. It's a chirp, chirp of a bird in uh, Spanish. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll give the Spanish that. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, they can have that. The Spanish are allowed. Okay, this is uh, another one that you definitely won't get. Quan, quan. Quan, quan. Quan, quan. I did quite a good accent on that one as well. Did you? Uh, it would help if you told me the language. Can you tell me the language? Well, that's kind of the one of the that's part of the question. But if you want it, I, I, it's not going to help. Quan Quan is Chinese. Hmm. Quan Quan. Um. What do they have? Lots. Of, uh, it's not going to be a pig. Uh, I am going to go with pigeon. Ah, uh, it's not bad, but it's wrong. It's oh. a dog saying woof woof. What? Quan Quan. Quan Quan? That's what it is. Jesus Christ. Okay. And I've done the, I've done, I did do five for you and I've written it down and I, I didn't write down what it was. Um, so we're going to have to guess the last one. But it's Chinese again and it's me, me. Me, me. Me, me. Um. This isn't a bit. I actually didn't write down what it was. <laughs> I'm going to look it up whilst you're guessing. I'm going to say cat. That's a good guess, actually. Yeah. Let's just say I'm right. Let's just say you're right. Let's just say you're right and everyone wins. Well, all of um, our Chinese listeners can can email us and let us know what says Mimi. What did you say it was? Cat, I went with. Yeah, you're right. Hey! <laughs> Weirdly, it's also slang for breasts. Right. Okay, well, I mean, <laughs> I guess we have all sorts of uh, cat-related slang over here as well. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, who are we to point fingers in the world of cat-related <laughs> slang? It's it's not for me to say. You know, fair enough. Uh, so that was a lovely sort of end to that little quiz there, wasn't it? It was. I, I like the, the sort of global aspect. I just think that that, because we are a global podcast, listen to on all seven continents. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, that's... Uh, is that how many continents there are? <laughs> yeah, there's seven know. continents, okay, absolutely yeah. right. So all seven continents and across across the high seas, you know, I think that's the sort of content that our listeners are, are really looking for. Absolutely. Listeners, we hope that you've had a wonderful 
relaxing hour with us switching off your mind and just letting us massage your brain cells into well what can only be called audio ecstasy and (laughs) thank you for listening please get in touch with us if you've got anything interesting to say we're really running out of material as lockdown creeps into its second month email us at shuttlepod no, uh, email us at shuttlepods. <laughs> What's the email address, Will? If you want to know the email address, listen to one of the previous pods. And uh... <laughs> It's shuttlepodcast at gmail.com and our Twitter handle is at shuttlepod for the number. So, Will, I'm pretty much done now. I've got to go and I'm going to be honest with you, I'm going to go and eat some Watsits. <laughs> Lots of Watsits or just one big one? The size of an ambitious dildo. It's gonna have it inch by so inch. That's what's gonna happen. That's what's gonna happen to me. I, that's my life. There's the Watsits. People at Watsits at Walkers are just gonna make larger and larger Watsits yeah. until they eventually find me at the age of ninety-five, trapped inside the Watsit, a Watsit the size of a double-decker bus, <laughs> covered in orange dust. And you can you can write your memoirs about it, and you can call it the ambitious dildo, diary of a Watsit eater. <laughs> Well, it's been an absolute flipping pleasure talking to you again. Um, I can't wait to do it again. But until then, I'm going to say goodbye. Bye, mate. I'll say goodbye as well. And we'll see you next time on Shuttle Shuttlepods. Pod.